What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Danny's to Talk. I'm your host, Robert. And today, today, we're going to be talking about my favorite movies and TV shows for 2023. So, this is part of my multi-day thing where each day I'm talking about something different. So, last episode... I did an episode talking about my favorite games for the year. Like I said, this episode is TV and movies. And then next episode will be anime and manga. So, yeah. So, if, if you're into all that stuff, as well as discussions on family and fatherhood, stick around. Check your boy out. Everywhere at Danny's to Talk. So, yeah. So, before I dive into my list, um, I'll just say in general... I feel like this was a pretty strong year for shows and movies. And I guess more so like on with the show side, me kind of exploring and finding more shows on different platforms to check out. Cause this was my first year uh, diving into the um, Apple TV catalog. And I have a couple of shows on here that I discovered on there um, that made it very high on my TV list. And so, and as far as movies go, I feel like it was a pretty, pretty solid amount of movies. Um, I actually went back and I counted. I actually went to the theater at least 18 times this year to see various movies. And a handful of those I went to with uh, my family in different combinations that I'll mention <laughs> later on so because there was some stuff I saw with just me and my wife me and my oldest son saw some stuff me and my middle son saw some stuff and me and my twin daughters saw some stuff so um I was planning on maybe trying to take Vash my youngest to see something for the first time in a the theater uh because there was like a oh what was it the uh Paw Patrol movie but I can't remember what happened just life and stuff happened around that time and we weren't able to make it so but hopefully um, next year there might be maybe something I can, you know, see if I can get him uh, contained and sat down long enough <laughs> for a uh, for a movie of sorts. But um, but yeah, so like I said, overall, I feel like this was a pretty strong year. Um, I'm probably not going to spend like super long time going over each of these things or whatever, because more than likely most of the stuff I'm going to talk about, both movies and TV shows. I've done separate reviews for most of the stuff I'm going to talk about. So if you're interested in more in-depth thoughts on a lot of this stuff, whatever, then check around either on my YouTube channel or on podcast feeds for these respective um, episodes. So, yeah, so I think I think I'm going to start off with movies, because even though this is a little bit longer list. I think I'll be able to kind of just like give just like quick thoughts on these versus the TV shows. So, uh, yeah. So I guess let's, let's kind of dive into, uh-oh, <laughs> dive into the movies. So sorry about that. Uh, so I did my best to put these in as smooth as an order as possible. So I'm going to go with my number. I think I did. 10 yeah so my number 10 on this list is gonna be john wick 4 
Now, this is one I saw maybe like a good month or so past this initial uh, theatrical run just because I can't remember what was going on around that time, but, you know, probably busy with life or my kids' sports stuff, whatever. I just wasn't able to make it out on time to see it. Uh, but just like all the other John Wick movies, it is pretty much... At this point, four movies in, you kind of know going in that this is going to be a just action-packed, adrenaline-filled, multiple hours <laughs> of just ooh and ah and just seeing just all the crazy and unique ways John Wick is taking out all these people, killing them and stuff. So... Honestly, I don't go to these movies for anything more than that. Um, but overall, it was a really solid movie. But like I said, it, it, I don't really go to it for much more than just shut off my brain, watch a bunch of very well choreographed uh, fight scenes and stuff, whatever, um, with some pretty uh, cool looking characters. So, yeah, so that, that that's my number 10, John Wick 4. Now. Number nine is one that I saw recently. This is uh and I think I think I have hmm. No, actually no, I haven't talked about this on the podcast in depth yet because that's something I'm planning to do early next year in conjunction with something. But um but that'll be the Iron Claw, which is based off of a true story on the wrestling family, the Von Ericks. Now, this movie was so gut-wrenching in so many ways because I knew going into the movie that the history of the Von Erich family was one filled with just a path of just devastation and sadness and stuff like that. But actually getting to watch this movie... And see the events of what all happened just kind of hit so much harder, especially because um, I didn't know, but the Von Erich family and a lot of it took place or kind of is based here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So I, I live in DFW Metroplex here in Texas and the Von Erich family live in the Dallas area um but, but I think I think they were mainly up in the Denton area um at least that's where their house and stuff was so but yeah so like I said pretty much this was just two hours of just pain and sadness uh just watching because because pretty much and, and th this is something I don't mind spoiling too much or whatever but just because it's based off of a true story and stuff but the fact that like out of all the Von Eric siblings, only one is kind of left standing by the end, which was just like, I can't even imagine being the one left. And like I said, just all the tragedy that happened in that movie. So, but yeah, like I said, that, that, that is one that I highly recommend checking out. Uh, Cause like I said, it, it's just a really good story as both a little bit because I, you know, I grew up watching wrestling and things like that or whatever. I don't really watch it so much now, but getting some historical background stuff from the wrestling side 
but then also as a family person myself, seeing, you know, this father kind of pushing his sons and pushing his family to the extreme and the expectations and stuff that that kind of led to. So, but um, yeah, so The Iron Claw is my number nine movie. All right, so number eight for me is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Now, this is one, I saw this with my oldest son. Um, majority of the, well, a good, a good amount of the Marvel movies, he goes and watches with me for the most part. Um, when 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 our schedules kind of line up and we both can get free, but uh, I don't have too much to say on this one aside from just the fact that it was a great send off for the Guardians. Now I'm not like a super crazy heavy comic book nerd, but I have seen all of the MCU movies and I think all of the TV shows. There might be maybe one that has eluded me. I think, but I think I've pretty much seen it all. And, uh, but yes, if, if we get nothing else, Guardians of the Galaxy, as far as like a dedicated movie or anything for them, whatever, I feel like this was a great way to wrap all their stuff up and kind of set up some other stuff, uh, going forward for them. So yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy 3, very awesome. And on a tangent, I'll mention this again, cause I'll, I'll mention it every time I get, if you enjoy the guardians and you're into video games check out the marvel's guardians of the galaxy video game that came out a couple of years ago that game was super dope super fun um i did a whole episode discussion on that a couple episode discussions on that a couple years ago so go dig those up or whatever but i just gotta recommend that since i'm talking about this movie if you enjoy these characters and this kind of world and stuff, go check out that game as well. All right. So number, this was seven. So <laughs> number seven, I'm kind of uh, doing a little, a little uh, slight cheat, but hey, this is my show. I do what I want to do. Uh, it's kind of a double header tie. Because both of these movies I got to go see with my twin daughters. And that is Barbie and the Little Mermaid live action movie. Now, I'll speak on Little Mermaid first. So Little Mermaid and and I think, I think, did we do a review together on Little Mermaid? I think, I think, I think I had my daughters on the podcast to talk about Little Mermaid back then. But I'll just say. That was just a special moment for me as a family because, you know, I grew up watching all the classic D Disney movies as a lot of us did. And my daughters, you know, of course, love all that stuff too. And so not only the fact that they were doing a live action thing, whatever, which those are kind of being eh, with some of that stuff, you know, Aladdin and Lion King and different stuff, whatever like that. But... It was very important because of just the the impact for them seeing, um, and I believe I'm getting her name right, hopefully, uh, ha Hallie Bailey, seeing her, somebody that looks like my daughters, like, they, they love her singing and stuff, and they also enjoyed past shows and stuff that her and her sister were in back in the day. 
So getting to just go watch and experience that movie with them was something very special to me. And just hearing her sing those classic songs and stuff just like washed over me in a way, just sent chills down my spine. And it was just truly a beautiful thing to experience. And then the Barbie movie, that was something kind of different because I wasn't really sure like what to expect with that going in. But I feel like it had lots of, it had like a good mix of comedy and stuff along with kind of detailing some of like the uh, historical background with Barbie and how the Barbie and Mattel and all that stuff runs, whatever, like I said, with that mix of comedy, but also kind of touching in some, some uh, kind of more more serious life topics about equality with men and women and showing that, hey, you, you know, women can be more than just, you know, the typical, you know, housewife or the quote-unquote Barbie or whatever. They're like, hey, Barbie can be more. Barbie can be a doctor, president, lawyer, vet, whatever it takes me to be, mechanic, yada, yada, yada. So that was something that was also like to just like very cool to see with them and stuff as well. So yeah. So next up, uh two, three, four, six. So number six is going to be uh Creed three. Now this one was super dope on multiple levels for me because so me and my wife have a history of going to see all of the Creed movies in theaters so it was something that you know we were kind of like looking back on or whatever and it was kind of real it was, it was like oh we have seen all of these movies together over the years and so it was like okay you know we have to Oh, let me see, Creed movies. So it's it's like you know we have to go and see this together, just like the past two. Because let me see, Creed one was 2015, so that was within the first year of me and my wife getting together and stuff. And let me see, when was Creed two? So I'm trying to see if I can find a date. Do 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 do. Because that was 2015, Creed 2, let me see, 2018, so three years later, and it was, that was, what, like, five months after our baby boy was born, so it was kind of like our first time going to the movies together, which I'm trying, I don't remember how we even pulled that off. <laughs> I assume he stayed with some family or something or whatever. Uh, but yeah, because like I said, he would have only been like five months, five, six months old at the time. So that was another milestone. And then now, earlier this year or whatever, now, you know, 2023, you know, seven, uh, eight years together. You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> You know, so much has happened over our lives over the course of over the course of these movies, but um, but yeah, so this movie, like, it has so much weight and impact 
in it. Like seeing both, uh, Lord, my, my, my brain is blanking. Uh, why, why is my brain blanking right now? Uh, Michael B. Jordan and, uh, uh Lord, my brain is like really trash right now. <laughs> Jonathan Majors, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, seeing those two go at it and their bond and relationship in that movie instead of the story of two childhood best friends who kind of grew up almost like brothers and one of them gets in trouble, goes away for most of their lives or whatever, and then comes back and kind of feels like he is owed something and just watching that clash and just seeing like like the way the movie was shot during the fights and stuff whatever like like as a nerd as an anime fan i could see michael b jordan's love of anime and stuff showing through that film because there were definitely some shots and punches and hits and stuff whatever like 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 me and my wife were sitting in the theater like ooh ooh like like we bobbing and weaving like we in the fighting stuff too and so but yeah overall super dope movie we both had a great time watching it uh and stuff so yeah so next up number let me see this will be whoops hold on did my mic mute okay no sorry to make sure <laughs> Oh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. So number five is going to be uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Now, this movie, um, this one and the next one I talk, I'm going to talk about, I got to see with my my middle son, who's, uh, he was 10 at the time, he's 11 now. Uh, it was just such a such a dope movie because I really enjoyed the first uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie that came out some years back. And so seeing them come back to this and just kind of like literally ramp things up a whole other level was truly a sight to behold. And I just love seeing so many references of Spider-Man stuff that I do know and stuff that I don't know. So them pulling all these different variants and variations of Spider-Man across all the many years of the comics and stuff, whatever was really cool to see and stuff. So, and like I said, it was just like really cool to, you know, watch that with my son and same thing with my number four, uh, which is a uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles, mutant mayhem. Now this one. So, my, my son, he didn't really, I don't think, from my knowledge, I don't think he has too much personal history and connection with the Ninja Turtle stuff, whatever. But this movie was done so well, because first of all, like, the art style that they chose for this movie is so unique, but really fits with the the characters and the story and the vibe and stuff of this movie because I remember when I first saw uh when I first saw like 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 the few the first uh trailers for it immediately I was like that looks very different and very interesting and stuff and then they kind of like added kicker to it 
was the like star-studded voice cast. You had Seth Rogen, you had uh, Io Edabiri, who I'm, I'm talking about another show that she's in, uh, The Bear. It was kind of like, I saw her in a lot of stuff this year, which was awesome. But yeah, those two, uh, Jackie Chan, John Cena, Ice Cube, uh, Post Malone, Giancarlo Esposito, Paul Rudd, like so many people um, who I enjoy their works from various other places all coming together in this. And it was so dope and them having... It was kind of like the perfect blend to where it was a fun movie for my son and new people who aren't too familiar with this world and this franchise. But then seeing like all the other references that they sprinkled in there, like they had a uh, like a Donatello had on a uh, Jojo, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure hoodie and stuff. And they referenced um, Attack on Titan, which, you know, my son. So my, my, my son that went with me, my middle son. He's the one that he's into anime and stuff as well. So he got some of the references and stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite moments was when Superfly came out to the literal song. Uh, I'm Superfly was so dope. But yeah, overall, super, super awesome and fun movie. And I look forward to hopefully them doing another one. Now. Getting to the home stretch for the movie stuff. So, coming in at number three for me is going to be Blue Giant. Now, Blue Giant is a animated movie based off of a manga. Now, th now the manga for this is one that since the very start of this podcast and I started physically collecting manga and stuff, Blue Giant is a series that I always wanted to get into and to check out because every time I go into Barnes and Nobles or Books a Million or whatever bookstore and I see those covers of the series, just like those like thick black books with just like a blue silhouette with the with the text in blue saying Blue Giant and then the main character there with his saxophone or whatever, I was like, this just speaks to my heart and my love of stuff like this, like uh, anime that I've talked about before, like Kids on the Slope and stuff like that. But when I heard that they were doing a movie for this, I was like, perfect. This would be perfect. And I got to say, this movie, like, hit my soul <laughs> in such a strong way. Because like I said, just like Kids on the Slope, a very emotional journey seeing this young guy chasing his dreams of wanting to to uh to become a playing his saxophone and become a jazz musician and stuff like that in Japan and then uh, you know working towards the bigger goal of getting known worldwide and just seeing his journey and the people that he meet along the way the friends and connections he make with his band and the trials and tribulations that they go through and just me thinking back on that movie right now just makes me want to go and watch it again. But getting to see it in the theater on the big screen with the the visual flair that they got gave it because I think that one of the directors that worked on this is somebody who worked on the Mob Psycho 100 anime series. And y'all know 
when it comes to visuals and stuff, that show got it. And so seeing that here on display on the big screen with the sound system of a movie theater, so hearing the the saxophone and the different music and stuff, whatever, the beat of the drums and stuff, it just like it really hits your soul. And then like I said, like some of the stuff that happens in the story, it is like, yo. <laughs> This was insane. So, but yeah, Blue Giant, definitely super memorable and definitely makes me interested to even more. Hopefully, maybe they make more um, movies or anime shows and stuff. But if not, I do look forward to at some point, hopefully finally getting to jump into the manga. Now, number two on my list is going to be another surprise that i just watched recently and that is going to be godzilla minus one now this is another one i just did a review discussion of this and uh um, another movie i saw that same weekend i didn't mean to put on this list but the 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 uh ghibli movie of uh, the boy and the heron um i did a review of that like a few weeks ago so go check it out but yeah but godzilla minus one now there have been dozens and dozens of Godzilla projects across my lifetime and even long before I was born. And so I've enjoyed some of them here and there. Of course, I have not seen all of them. I've seen some here and there over the years, but something about this one and the way people were talking about it made me be like, okay, maybe I should take some time and go and see this, especially when I saw it was going to be just like a limited theatrical run. I was like, okay, I got to give this some time. And man, I am so glad that I did because the seeing the human connection that they tie in with Godzilla across this movie that takes place across several years of this person's life was super cool. And once again, the movie theater experience when Godzilla is powering up for his basic kind of like blast breath energy beam thing, whatever, just just had the 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 the, the theater shaking with it or whatever. It was just like super dope, super cool. So yeah, so and thus brings me to my number one movie that I enjoyed this year. Now, this is one I wasn't too sure about going in. Now, I had a feeling I would enjoy it just because it was a, you know, it's a Christopher Nolan film. He usually does really good with those movies and stuff, whatever. So, but the subject matter, I was like, I don't know. But I was interested in just because of the historical aspect of Robert J. Oppenheimer, the guy who is kind of seen as the the father of the atomic bomb and this movie was stunning impactful in so many ways to where many months later this is like six months later and every now and then i'll find myself just like sitting at home sitting at work whatever just thinking back to that movie and this is another one like i said like godzilla so I saw Oppenheimer in IMAX. So in the theater. Biggest screen I can see it on. Sound effects. 
just like the character seeing the basically getting a chance to kind of get a peek inside the mind behind somebody who has basically the weight of humanity the weight of his country um or multiple countries multiple people's lives weighing on him and just seeing the journey that he went through from beginning through to it to the events happening and then the aftermath and stuff um long past you know the the bomb and stuff and then kind of like how the world and people treated him and saw him and how they treat his family and stuff even now generations and stuff later or whatever um and learning just like just like really cool just historical facts and stuff because i didn't know before this movie that you know that he was around or tied in with albert einstein and stuff so and just seeing their connections and stuff in the movie so but overall oppenheimer my number one movie of the year super dope super fantastic uh so yeah so that, that that's that's my main movies or my my 10 favorite movies that i saw this year i'm trying to think uh trying to see was there anything else i wanted to point out from the list nah i, th I think that's it with the movies so let me take a sh quick little break <laughs> and then i'm gonna come back and talk about the uh the tv show so hold on one second okay so let's dive into some tv shows now before i get into i got what my top five I'm going to start off with some honorable mentions. Now, a couple of these I fully finished and then the these other couple I still need to finish. So the the couple that I finished um first up is a uh, Barry. Now, this is a show, this is a series that I've heard about for a while over the years and stuff and finally decided to give it a shot and I'm glad I did while and this is another one. There's a whole review <laughs> that I put out for it um, recently. So you can go listen to that for longer in-depth thoughts. But overall, it was solid. I feel like it had like a very strong first couple of seasons. And that third season, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, that third season was kind of okay. And then the beginning of the fourth season, I was like, eh. But it kind of ended up, it ended kind of strong. But overall solid show um next up is uh the mayor of kingstown now i'm pretty sure i talked about this on a previous episode i don't remember uh i, I do a lot of talking <laughs> but mayor of kingstown this one was one that i'm trying to think i don't think i really ever even heard of it before this year i don't think and funny enough, <laughs> it it got on my radar because of a uh, a certain uh, risque naughty clip that was being shared on Twitter <laughs> back in the summer, and maybe maybe be like, hmm, what 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 is this? But yeah, but now it it, it was a really dope show because I I enjoy my shows as y'all will see from my list, whatever shows with 
the kind of with the drama, the grittiness, things like that. So Mayor of Kingstown. So I watched both seasons of that this year. Looking forward to season three, whenever that might come. Um, next up um, on, and these are all still honorable mentions, is uh, um, I Taiwan Class. Now, this one was a Korean drama. Um, I think I think it might be based off of a manhwa or webtoon. I can't remember. But crazy thing is, is that like I was strong, heavy binge watching this for a good couple of weeks because it was like 16 episodes, I think, all like an hour a piece. I was going hard on those episodes. And then I stopped right before that last one because I was like, I'm not ready yet. And then here we are like five months later. I'm still not ready. <laughs> but this one was like really cool, really dope. Because of course I love my family, drama, dynamic stuff, whatever. So it follows a young man who, long story short, uh, he moves to this new school. He confronts a bully. The bully ends up, slight spoilers, killing his father. And then this guy goes to get revenge on the bully, ends up in jail for several years, comes out, and basically starts a revenge path that takes place over several years, like decade plus, that you watch him basically start a restaurant because his father and the guy the bully or whatever their both of their fathers worked in the food industry and so his dream his goal was to start up a new food shop to take down this big corporation that the family behind his father's death or whatever and so lots of drama lots of lots of just like craziness like that and just like really nice core cast of characters and stuff um, a little bit of romance in there and stuff so but um but yeah i taiwan class really dope like so i need to finish that last episode <laughs> at some point and then the last honorable mention i'll uh, talk about is peaky blinders now once again this is a show i've heard talked about for many 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 years and decided hey now is the time to start watching it and so i just started season four um, few hours ago but the way season three ended was such a roller coaster such a big blow up to where it was like whoa I had to stop for for a little bit and be like that was wild and you mean to tell me I'm only halfway through the show I got three more seasons seasons of this great insanity left okay so but yeah super dope um and actually, the, actually, the other thing that made me start watching this, because I mentioned my favorite movie of the year, Oppenheimer, the main character of that is the main character of Peaky Blinders. And recently I watched um, Variety does these um, actors on actor uh, discussion uh, episodes on the YouTube channel or whatever. And they had the main guy from Oppenheimer and then... Um, uh, uh, Margot Robbie from uh, Barbie or whatever discussing about each other's film and past works and she was talking to him about a lot about uh, Peaky Blinders and so I was like you know what maybe it's time for me to go ahead and start that so but yeah so those are my four kind of um, honorable mentions 
I wanted to toss out and stuff. So, um, and you know, I, I'll also give a quick shout out to uh, to the um, Adventure Time spinoff, uh, Fiona and Cake, because that ended up being so much more than I was expecting it, expecting it to be, and I didn't realize it was gonna be pretty much a full on sequel continuation sequel to Adventure Time. So like yeah like there was like a lot of references and a lot of clear stuff that's like no this takes place after adventure time so if you love adventure time you gotta watch fiona and cake uh but yeah so lots of other cool stuff but let's go ahead and dive into this top five now all five of these i have done separate in-depth discussions so if you're looking for a longer discussions on each of these go seek out each of those discussions so let's start off with uh number five would be the bear tv series and so crazy thing is is that like so the main character of the bear the actor who plays him is also in the Iron Claw movie that I saw that I talked about earlier too or whatever. So, but yeah, so this basically follows a, a, uh, basically a guy trying to run a family, his family restaurant. So he went off, became a big name chef in the world overseas and stuff, whatever, or in a big city, came back to his little, little small town or small corner of his home city to start up his own little shop, whatever, with uh, a close family friend and different things like that. And just kind of seeing the drama and stuff going on with what chefs and stuff go through and the whole cooking industry and dining industry and stuff. And then kind of also getting the personal backstory of these characters and their families and lives and stuff, whatever. Super dope show. Like I said, I had like a, I had a super fantastic conversation with uh, Steve and Rob J. Uh, so go check out that full discussion for that. So next up, our number four is going to be the Last of Us TV series. Now, I have a very strong love and connection for the Last of Us video games, and so. When it was announced that not only was this getting a series, but it was getting an HBO series, it was like, okay, hey, we need to we need to sit up in our chairs and, and and take notice. And I will say this was one of the first times in a long time where it felt like appointment TV for not just me, because of course, you know, there's lots of stuff I'll you know tune into every week when they're coming out, like you know, House of Dragons and different shows and stuff like that but it's rare when it's something that multiple people in my house are looking forward to and so this was something that me and my wife watched together every Sunday and our oldest son because he's older now whatever you know he's 15 now so um and he, he he had played the first last of his game maybe like a year or two back like like right when he turned 13 or whatever finally let him play it or whatever and he really enjoyed it and so yeah it, like every week like we having discussions about it as a family and stuff and you know my, my wife is also a big fan of the games like she's actually she's played it 
uh, multiple times, and she, matter of fact, started playing it again um, around the time that, that the show was going on because she still hasn't played two yet. But, um, but yeah, like, like this was a great adaptation of the game to where it stayed true in certain parts where it needed to, but then they also took liberties in other areas to make it make a better sense and fit for it being a TV format versus a video game. And so, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. And I look forward to seeing uh, them do another the next couple of seasons and stuff. Because uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to, I think, I think they already said they're going to split up the second game into seasons two and three. So I'll be curious to see how they kind of handle some of those events and stuff. So, but yeah. So, number three. Now, this is one that was a very, very, very nice surprise to me at the very beginning of the year. Now, I'm not a, I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan. I've watched, I've, I've enjoyed watching some of the movies and some of the other shows and stuff. Um, I loved, uh, love playing the uh, Star Wars Jedi games because I talked about that in the last episode with Jedi Survivor that came out this year. But, um, but yeah, earlier this year. I'm trying to think. I think I might have been home sick or something. For some reason, I was like stuck home. Maybe it was like a winter storm or something. Like that. But whatever the case may be or whatever, I was home for a period of time and just kind of like, okay, like what do I want to watch or do or whatever? And I remember hearing people talking about Andor at the end of last year. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just give this a shot. And this is my type of show. A little bit more grounded, following kind of like a thief smuggler guy on a little bit like a, like a smaller scale story. And I thought it was super dope. I liked the, the, the main character dude. And like I said, I just like really enjoyed the different little missions and scenarios that he found himself in. Um, but yeah, and or super dope super great like i said if, if if you're kind of like a kind of like a surface level star wars fan like myself this is one that you probably want to uh check out as well all right so number two uh is another show that i heard a lot of people talking about the last year or so and this is one that i would just say and I said it at the beginning of my review that I did. This is one that is highly recommended going in knowing as little as possible. And that is Severance. Because once again, as like I said, you can kind of tell with a lot of the shows and movies and stuff, whatever. I love my dramas. I love my thrillers, especially. And so this one, and I guess I'll kind of get just, just like a surface level uh idea of what it is is severance basically deals with this group of people in this office setting to where what they do in their personal lives and what they do during their nine to five work time or whatever are kept completely separate and what i mean by that is that there is a device in their head and this is kind of kind of like 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 as deep as i'll go with spoilers but there's a device in their head that they get implanted in their head to where when they get in the elevator to go to work, 
it kind of flips a switch in their brain to where they only know life inside the office. So your office personality, all you know is that, hey, you start your morning walking off the, of the elevator and then you end your day walking out to the elevator. And then the next day you come back, you're walking off, but hey, you got a whole new set of clothes. If you have a bruise or injury or broken arm, you won't know what your outside self did or whatever. So it kind of be, creates like two separate people, so to speak, or whatever. But it was super intriguing, super interesting to watch. So yeah, so number two, Severance. Like I said, check out my Severance review for more on that. But like I said, highly recommend just kind of just diving into it if you're into giving stuff a shot on a whim so that is definitely one i highly recommend and then my number one show that i watched this year is going to be uh whoops silo now silo another kind of like this is definitely more like a post-apocalyptic sci-fi drama type of situation to where all of humanity something happened a long time ago where the surface is supposedly uninhabitable and so all of humanity has gone underground to live in these like 40 something story underground silos think of it kind of like uh like fallout like the fallout video games where they're in these vaults but yeah, so pretty much humanity has lived in the silos for maybe like a good couple hundred years. Maybe nobody 100% knows or the common knowledge is not known. And so you kind of follow, start off following this, this sheriff and then this, um, this engineer lady who are basically trying to, it starts off them kind, kind of trying to solve some deaths and stuff that kind of happen and then kind of kind of leads to a bigger unwinding of mysteries of okay what is really the situation what is really going on with the silo and the people up top and different things like that or whatever and who is really running the show and all this type of stuff so but yeah that that one was so 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 good and I look forward to, and th that that is one that also like really kept me on my toes all the way through. Like every time I'm like, okay, I think I know what's going on. And then, you know, they'll twist and turn in a good way. And then kind of keep you guessing and surprising. And when you think you know the truth and know what's going on, it's like, okay, nope, that isn't true. Or maybe there is a bit of truth in what you're thinking. So, but yeah. So that's it for my uh, favorite TV shows and movies. So once again, I'll run through uh, a small recap of things. So top 10 movies were John Wick 4, The Iron Claw, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, Barbie slash Little Mermaid, Creed 3, Across the Spider-Verse, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, Blue Giant, Godzilla Minus One, and Oppenheimer as my favorite movie. And then for TV shows, 
my top five were The Bear, The Last of Us, HBO series, Andor, Severance, and my number one, Silo. So, there we have it. That is my favorite TV shows and movies for the year. Let me know what is some of y'all favorite stuff that y'all got to watch this year. Do y'all have any recommendations for stuff that you know that you didn't hear me talk about or whatever? Please let me know. Um, and yeah, so like I said, I got one more of these episodes to put out um this week, and that'll be my anime and manga discussion. So come back for that in the next day or so. And yeah. As always, you can find me everywhere at Danny's to Talk. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. If you're listening on podcast feed, feeds, make sure you're following wherever you're listening to the podcast audio version at. And uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up. I love to talk. And as I always say, treat yourself to something nice. Read some manga, watch some anime, TV, and movies. Play some video games and live your best life. And with that, I am out. Thank y'all so much for the love and support, and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.